When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I got a bad feeling about this. I get it, Han. I get it. Welcome back, Uh-oh. everybody. The 8 o'clock hour starts right now. Use the force! Use Ten, the force! Uh, Oh, sorry. What is she scre- if you screaming? Use yes. the force. The force yeah. will be with you. Yes. Always. Always. There you go. 8.05, Thursday, October 18th. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Thanks for being here, everybody. My talkers, we love you. You're the best. Uh, I was just talking about, uh, well, we were just talking about uh, vans, living in vans. Yeah. And down by the river, we just had an unforgettable second chance romance. Uh, listen to it on the podcast if you weren't lucky enough to listen to it, <laughs> do it live. <laughs> Get your butt clench ready, though. Woof. Too bad yeah. her phone was cutting out. I wanted to hear what else she had to say to him. Yeah. Kind of wanted to get fight more. I said yeah. it reminded me uh, of my family's own van. We had a 70s era van with crushed red velvet uh, curtains, a bar in it. And uh, Colin found a picture of the van with mm. me in 1990. With my funky '90s hair, with my pet store apron on. Um, really? Ooh, did you, you post that now? Okay. I just posted oh a throwback God. photo. Where's it's, my phone? Okay, hold it's on up my now. Instagram uh, oh, right God. now. We're going there oh, Search for everybody. Go to Jason Matheson on Instagram. Follow me, and I just posted it, and you can see me in 1990. <gasps> oh, I love you. My hair oh kind of looks like the president's, and I'm not insulting him. I have that kind of swoosh going on. Jason. I know. Look at me with my funky. Look at the paisley shirt and the tie. Oh. I was kind of style. I, can I tell you? Oh my gosh, I that love was it. a silk shirt, like a silkish rayon shirt. I loved that shirt. And uh, I wore it a lot. And then I was a shift manager. At Pass Pets, you can see that's my very oh first my job. Oh, you got some flair and everything. I know. And in the, the back. buttons on your apron. Uh, yeah, those are my um, say no to puppy mill uh, buttons. Oh. I remember those. Whoa. And then in the background, you can see the funky van, look the seventies. Look van. at the oh. detail. There's Girl. a plow on the front. Look at that. Girl, you can make Girl, money that- by plowing uh, driveways. No, that was that was where we that was our sled. That was our sled that was my dad just put me in the front of the snowplow. Oh, That's what we did better. in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. But uh oh, it's wow. crazy. Oh, that van inside. I wish I think Dar probably has pictures of the inside of that van. Hmm. But you can just tell by the decal yeah. what's happening on the inside. It's <laughs> nuts. But yeah, go to Jason Matheson right now. You can see it. Wow. And and my God, I love that shirt. I remember that shirt. Look at that, Paisley. Paisley was so big in the 90s. Oh, it's coming back. 
Oh, and that hair. Jason, what were you, you thinking? You look very timid. You look a little scared. Well, I was scared. I mean, oh. good lord, I got the crap beat out of me every day. I mean, me that too. was that was a oh yeah, that was a that was a timid Jason back then. I was scared. And look at my eyebrows. That was before I learned the fine art of tweezing. They look like two dead caterpillars on my head. So yeah. Anyway, uh, you can see it on Instagram right now. A little throwback there. Would you live in so, that van though? I would not. And then try no, to date. You know what? Back then, I probably would have said yes, because yeah. that was a kick-earth van. I loved that thing. There is something took- about van life, because it's very freeing. You know, you just you have very little items. It's minimal, and yeah. you can, yeah, go wherever you want, pretty much. At yeah. least here. I mean, go to a park and I, I have always... I have always wanted before I die, you know, I, you know, the whole improv thing was a bucket list. I do have another bucket list thing and I don't really care who I'm with. I, I obviously travel extremely well with my beloved, with my husband, Colin, and I really do travel well together. Our rhythms are basically the same. Uh, and you, Lex, you and I travel very well together. I, before I leave this earth, I really do want to rent an RV of, oh. of, of medium size. Yes. And I want to take a fun Oprah Gale-esque road trip. I've always, always wanted to do that um, and, oh, and that go across the, the country. Yes. So I, I'll I never forget we did a family trip and we went to Madeline, Madeline Island and that's where I got lost on the, the uh, moped. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yes. <laughs> you but, didn't come back. Your brother was oh, mad. He was so upset. We were all supposed to have 20 minutes on the moped and I got lost. I thought I was going to die out there. I get back and he was just so upset because he didn't get his time. Uh, but <laughs> I will never forget that trip for many reasons. But we rented an RV and that was so much fun. We stayed at the park there right on the island and... Oh, yeah, Jace, do it. Absolutely, go. I think it would be a good idea. I'm not telling the bosses. We already have enough events that we do every year. We don't really need another commitment. But I think it would be hysterical. I mean, obviously, we're approaching. We're about three months away. And, And by the way, we should cry about this. We are three months away from our official 10th year anniversary Whoa. It doesn't look like our Disney. They're not going to send the morning show to Disney World. I'm very sad about that. But anyway, if they're not going to do that, I don't know how would we we would do it technically. But I think a my talk road trip like uh, RV trip would be hysterical that we travel across the country. Because can you imagine the stories that we would have every day for the show? Yeah, we. I think it would be great. Little hot spot. Do the show. I don't know. I Ooh. just think it would be the, the stories would be hysterical. So anyway, Ooh. but who am I? How are we going to do that? Let's let's work on that. We've got three let's months. Let's work on that. Uh, Eight ten is the time. Now, who had the study about the 44? Who had that? I did. Was, yes. You did? Yes. There's a new okay. study. What is this study that okay. you speak of? All right. Now, it's a small sample size. They, they interviewed 2000 adults aged 55 or older. And they asked them, what age were you the most content so far? And remarkably, I mean, I think I think this is because you guys are are this age or maybe one year older. But they said 44 is when they started to feel relaxed in their life and they felt the most content with life. 
Really? Because they said they can start enjoying the finer things. They're not struggling in their careers or finding a home. Their kids are have have their chosen careers. They're starting to meet grandchildren or the idea of that. They feel comfortable in their own skin. They're in a happy relationship. What say you two? A ladies first, Dawn? Um, you know, I would say that I'm mentally happier than I was, I don't know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that my lifestyle is a little bit di- different than the average person. So I would say no for me, but okay. you know, that's that I would I would say in general other people that are my age are probably where they want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I can see how that would be the case. Mine is, um, you know what? I'm getting there. I I have not loved the 40s, and I've been very open about that. Yeah. I loved my 30s. Apps, like uh, 34, 35, 36, 37 even. Those were, those were really good years. I loved, I felt, that was when I was like at my thinnest. I felt good. I, I, was, I always call it feeling my Wheaties. Yeah. Um, uh, the forties. No, you not met so me much. in that time period too, so you know. There, there is that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not James. kidding. I was. That was just a fun era. Oh, I mean, yeah. that was just uh, when we started our show, uh, mm-hmm. the the Saturday night show. That was really, and I'm not kidding. That's if I put a, fun a book, time. yeah. If I put a bookmark, if there are bookmarks, I always think of life in like book chapters. Um, that was kind of the start of a really good era. Uh, I was, you know, I moved into, you know, I got, well, my talk hired me part-time. So financially I was, you know, girl, my twenties, it was a mess. I mean, girl, again, I was living off gas station chicken. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I was able to earn a little more income via my talk and that helped my quality of life. And so I started feeling more comfortable and then, like I said, and I was single and ready to mingle. So going uh, running every day was a priority. Uh, and then, yeah, our show started. And that was new and fresh and exciting to have a radio show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was that was a fun era. Um, but now, but this 44, because I just turned 44 in August. I got to tell you, I'm seeing the swing come back. Uh, I have a feeling that just like 34 was kind of the beginning. I think I think this study's right because I am starting to feel more relaxed. I am, mm, yeah. and it, it, I'm starting. Yes, so yeah. The the people in the study here said that they were feeling younger, more curious. They're active, even when they were in their late 30s, early 40s. Wow, that's quite a that's good. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited about the latter 40s because if I look back, mm-hmm. the top of the 30s weren't anything exceptional. Mm-hmm. It was a right about now. It was like the mid, the beginning of the mid 30s where things changed. So hopefully, maybe the study knows something. Maybe at like the mid because remember when we did <laughs> so the 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 alternate version of this segment was remember when we did that remember when this study came oh. out that said life sucks at forty don't let people tell you that how great the forties were <laughs> yes and our phone lines exploded remember that Don people were like oh yes because I thought I was alone in hating my forties and mm. oh I was not 
No. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because I, I, I listened to Oprah, and Oprah was when she turned forty. She's like, "Oh, this is great." You start. <laughs> you st- you stop caring about what people think, and I'm like. When is that going to happen? I mean, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. the hell is that going to happen? We're still waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was, it was the one time Oprah led me astray. Mm-hmm. The one time she led me astray uh, is when she talked about how great the beginning of the 40s was. I'm like, okay, girl, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm yeah. waiting. Uh, Dawn, do you feel the same way? Uh, yeah. I, I think, like I said before, you know, I don't have that perspective. I I raised my daughter by myself until I was 30, you know, six. She graduated high school. And then, you know, there's it it doesn't end there. The moving here. (laughs) So so it's just a different lifestyle than other people have had. Um, So I'm just kind of uh, waiting for some financial relief in my life. That would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And and then I think I would feel a lot better, you know, because I only have one child and going into the future, going how I'm, you know, what do I have in my 401ks? I'm thinking about that right now. And, yeah. you know, just I need somebody to be able. I better be nice to my daughter because she hopefully will take care of me. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Or, or help me out, you know, because what I have isn't going to last long, you know. So, oh. yeah. Well, uh we got to put a link to that study on this uh, yeah, website. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I'll send it out. Yeah. Hey, I uh, forgot the town earlier. Before we take a break, yeah. I, I want to say every year I do this, and uh, it's one of the events that I host in the fall, and I love doing it. Uh, Colin's aunt, and I, I consider her my aunt, obviously, uh, my Aunt Lisa. Uh, she works for uh, the, the family. I think it's the family. Colin, what's the official name? He's listening. Go ahead and text me. I think it's the family center in Viroqua, Wisconsin. Viroqua. In Viroqua. Viroqua, yeah, V-I-R-O-Q-U-A, yeah, Viroqua, Wisconsin, and this family center helps women in crisis, uh, women that are uh, just getting uh, abused, both uh, mentally, physically, sexually, and they really have nowhere else to turn, and these centers, there are centers like this all over the country, but in these small towns like Viroqua, they're not flush with resources, they, they barely, if they get any state funding, it's very minimal, and they rely on charity events. And I'm hosting one for my Aunt Lisa this Saturday at the VFW in Viroqua. And so if you are listening, I know we have a lot of people listening uh, in in Wisconsin. If you are anywhere near Viroqua, uh, please come get a ticket. You can buy a ticket at the door. It's inexpensive. You get a meal. Uh, we have some great auction items. My, my husband, Colin, has collected a lot of great auction items. And... Uh, and and it's and it's just a fun night. And the VFW has cheap drinks. I mean, that's what I love oh, to. Yeah. So, so come out and see me. I believe it starts at five thirty six. The Viroqua VFW this Saturday, eight eighteen. My friends, uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back after these words. Can we do our half price deal real quick? Yes. Can we oh my in? goodness! I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, okay. of course. What is it, Don? Okay. I'm sorry. Right now on sale. Just went on sale a couple of minutes ago. It's admission for two people to the 2018 Minneapolis. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Holiday Boutique, it's a $24 value for only 12 This is the big thing at U.S. Bank Stadium that happens November 9th through 11th, 250 booths. It's a great time. Good time. Yes. dot yes. com for that half-price deal. Now we'll, thank you, Don. Now we'll take a break. We'll be back after that. Hey. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. Welcome back, friends. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything Vidal Sassoon. Mm-hmm. I'm Jace with Lex and Dawn McLean of the Fort Lauderdale, Florida McLeans. Uh, and speaking of Dawn, um, Elizabeth Reese is taking a much deserved day off. So Dawn has the dirt alert. Hello, Dawn. Hello. Hey, Dawn. Okay, we haven't explored this yet today. This is the whole controversy between Jeff Lewis. He is Ooh. the flipping out star um, and... What he did to Andy Cohen. (laughs) It's pretty scandalous. Um, Of course, he's a star of Flipping Out. Of course, tied in with Andy Cohen and Bravo. Um, He shared a picture of himself on Instagram, and he's standing in front of a whiteboard bearing his image, and it said phrases like, your 15 minutes are up, better luck with radio, and a big X across his face. Um, And he shared that on October 15th. And the the his show it's uncertain right there now because they don't know if they're going to renew it. Yeah, his okay. contract yeah. is up. His contract is up. Andy Cohen started texting him saying, "Listen, what do you mean by that? Why are you doing that? You know, that's really kind of disrespectful to Bravo in so many words." And Jeff Lewis, you know, claimed it was just a joke. And Andy Cohen's like, "You're actually just sort of trying to make yourself available to other networks and letting them know." That you're up for hire. That's what's behind this. So then Jeff Lewis goes on his radio show oh, and yeah. reads mm-hmm. all of Andy Cohen's texts. Yeah. Yeah, because they already and have Andy a contentious relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they talk about how they're like brothers, and that's great. But at the end of the day, Jeff Lewis is connected to Andy in, in two business ways. Bravo. And uh, he's on Radio Andy on Sirius. So Andy's his Mm -hmm. boss. And look, here's the deal. If it's fake, like everybody knows, I'm not saying anything you guys don't know. When we pick on B. Arthur, like the whole B. Arthur thing is a bit. It's been a bit from day one. I would, you know, I would never, (laughs) ever. She's in on it. She's in on it. I would never. And believe me, she loves making fun of and hitting back at me. That's the difference. Like me making fun of B. Arthur and jokingly like read reading her emails that is sanctioned and allowed. And yeah. I, and, and I know there's a line, like if she ever emailed me something that was, you know, uh, top secret or just, I would never read that. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? There's oh, a line totally. it's, and it's Jeff seems to be, yeah. yeah. And Jeff seems to be, seems to be crossing that line. 
many lines. Boy, and then he yeah, went on to just know it. So he read that, and then uh, he read all those texts back and forth. Andy Cohen was just being like, "Hey, you know, well, diplomatic about it." I feel I don't feel like he said anything bad at all. Um, then he uh, Jeff said, "I'll be at We in No Time, the We Network. I really do like everybody at Bravo. It's not personal." Okay, so then he read more text of Andy's and Andy ended up saying, texting back, you're an a-hole. Don't ever read my texts again. And it just got worse and worse. So he really is digging his own grave there. No, you're so right. Jeff Lewis, you know, that's why I've I've been watching Flipping Out since the beginning. Yes, you have. such a character. I love the relationship that he has uh, with Jenny and um, Zoila is his... um, housekeeper and uh, at least in the beginning now you know, different relationship but anyway it, he's fun to watch because he doesn't know the line I mean in some ways this is absolutely in the Jeff Lewis characterization mm-hmm. of who he is now should he this have, isn't character for him this is absolutely like, this yep of course he did it of course he wouldn't know that he's stepping over a line here because he doesn't have any boundaries oh, yeah man. I'm not saying this lines. is right but it's it, of all of the characters on reality shows jeff lewis for sure would step in it and step over it and then jump over again even though he knows like that that wasn't quite right but he just doesn't care yeah and I guess it was. I guess it's just down to Bravo to go. Well, you know what? This is worth it or not. And the other thing is, it does show the other networks if if we is at all interested that this is the way he behaves. Yeah, I don't even know if it's worth it. I don't think you should ever be that arrogant to think that you can get away with something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So you're above it. Yeah, it's just. It's, we'll see what happens with Jeff Lewis. For more on these stories, go to mytalk1071.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, we're putting up our throwback Thursday photos. Lex has one from 2009, and mine is all the way back from 1990. Uh, Lex in the Cities, Dawn at Dark, and Jason Matheson. We'll be right back with Linda Gray live oh, after this. Yes. Hi, I'm Larry Hagman. Better known as J.R. Ewing. Hi, I'm Linda Gray, also known as Sue Ellen Ewing. And you're listening to the world's biggest Dallas fans, Jason and Alexis. On my talk, 101.1. 107.0. Perfect. No, that's perfect. Leave it like that. That's perfect. That's funny. We'll, we'll leave it out. That's perfect. 107.1. That's perfect. 107.1. What a pleasure. <laughs> and a pleasure indeed. Welcome oh. back, everybody. I have loved her since 1978. Alexis fell in love with her in the summer of 2012. We're talking about the one and only Linda Gray, better known as (laughs) Sue Ellen Ewing. Uh, We loved her instantly. And of course, the late, great Larry Hagman. Lex and I got to meet Linda in 2012 during the press junket uh, in Dallas for the revival. And the great Linda Gray joins us live right now. Hi, Linda. You guys are so funny. I didn't, you recorded that thing and it made me look like an idiot. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I'm an idiot. I couldn't no. write. No, you, no, seriously, Linda, what, what we play is, what was so funny, Linda, is we had done the inter, we had done the interview with you and then Larry, bless his heart, was so funny. He was like, because we wrote down the station call letters and Alexis was so nervous. I was writing them so fast. 
fast. That it looked like a serial killer, Linda. And and Larry, Larry, Larry looks at her and Larry's like, darling, you better write that a little bit better. <laughs> oh, looked like a seven. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, well, how you doing, Linda? That is so funny. I mean, just to hear his voice. Oh. It was his, and that you recorded it. And I just, I loved it. Because, you know, working with him in any medium was always hysterical. And then to hear his voice and going on and on, it was too funny. He never did do those call letters very well. No. <laughs> well, part of it the whole time, you and Jace were talking about Dallas and coming back and how exciting. And the whole time, I was watching his eyebrows because he was flirting with me. He yes. was, he was flirting. Linda, it's one of our favorite stories to tell. Lex is right. In that interview, and if you remember, Linda, how they had it set up, we were at a table, and they had you and Larry together, and then, you know, you went from one press member to the other. So I'm across from you, and you're I'm talking to you, and I'm asking you questions, and we got done with the interview, Linda, and Lex <laughs> looked at me, and she goes... Do you know what just happened? And I go, what? And she goes, Larry was not listening to you. He was winking at me and taking and 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 messing with his eyebrows. And Linda, it was hysterical. Well, see, he loved 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 flirting with women, and I was always the bad pain in the behind sister who was saying, "Don't do that. Don't put. Don't don't play with your eyebrows. Don't do that." And, you know, I don't know how. I mean, we were kind of like these. Yiping uh, married couples that have been married far too long. Yeah. And it was hysterical. I did not know he did that, but I'm not surprised. Not no. surprised. Linda, will you please tell the story? And again, Linda's joining us. It is the 40th anniversary of Dallas, and that's just weird to say. Oh, wow. uh, April 2nd, 1978 on CBS. And you're also. Can you uh, I, I can't. It's crazy. Oh, wow. And then Linda has a great book called The Road to Happiness is Always Under Construction. But, Linda, one of my favorite stories that you, you tell is the fact that J.R. and Sue Ellen were never meant to be front and center on the show. And it was Larry that had a plan, right, Linda, to get you guys uh, in, in front of the attention of the network. Well, you know, if I think, bottom line, it was Larry's ego. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I told him in front of him when he was on the planet, um, because Larry, Larry was a prankster, and he loved to be front and center. Frankly, and um, when we we started like bickering in the back, in the background uh, of a couple of scenes, you know, and Larry said to me, oh, "Sue Ellen, there's a button fell off my shirt. Sew it on." And I said, "I don't sew buttons on shirts." <laughs> and you know, it started, and and this little thing started with us, and it was like on and off camera because he would just do these stupid things, and then I'd react, of course. Yeah. And it started like that. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, I think CBS saw that. And they thought, what are those two um, mischievous kids doing over in the corner over there? What are they doing? And I think it became, um, uh, you know, kind of they, they shifted the focus. And Larry was such an incredible actor. I mean, really a consummate actor um, that, that uh, I, I think they decided that was kind of uh, fun, kind of fun thing to do. So they, I think they played with that idea and him being the bad guy, and um, it was very interesting. So that's, uh, that's what right happened. There. Yeah. 
Linda Gray is our yeah, the great Linda Gray is our guest. Lex. Well, you're also an ambassador now for Dallas. What are your duties? Well, you know, it just happened. It's brand new, mm. and I was honored and really surprised and thrilled because I've I've known uh, so I have so many friends in Dallas that I've made over the years of becoming you know of being back and forth back and forth uh, that. For me, it's my second home. I adore it there. And I've seen the changes since 1978 to present day. I've seen the growth and the expansion of of Texas and Dallas especially. So uh, when they invited me to become the the ambassador, I said, oh, my God, uh, this is such a thrill. So I get to um, show people around and tell them all about the city and how it's grown and what they've done and what they hope to do and... um, you know, it's just extraordinary. So I can't wait. My duties have not begun yet, uh, but they will probably next week, I think. Oh. What we unfortunately are already almost out of time, but I'm going to squeeze one in thing, one more thing in about your book. You talk about happiness in the book. What, what, what was the biggest source of happiness for you on the set of that show, Linda? What, what was it about that? Because it was magic, Linda. It's an overused word, but it really was magic, wasn't it? That cast, you guys, the friendships. Oh yeah, I don't think magic is over overused, especially um, in the show. Uh, it was extraordinary, and to know that forty years later you still have the friendships—that's um, extraordinary, especially in our business. So um, I would say that's it. That's yeah. it's the friendships. Well, I, I we love you. We 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 talk about you all the time, and we met you six years ago. And and Linda, I met you about ten years ago when you were in Minneapolis for the graduate, and I walked you across the street. That's I came right. back. Yes, and I walked you across the street, and it was icy, and I was holding your hand, going, "Holy crap." I'm holding Sue Ellen's hand. And I, I just, and you were so nice, oh. and you're literally one of my favorite human beings on the planet. So oh my thank you. Hey guys, what we, a we nice to thing up. to say. Thank you so much. Oh, thank I thank remember you. that was freezing, and oh. the wind was so fierce that I thought I had dermabrasion on my face when I was walking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, thank you, Linda. Oh, thank you, Linda. Bye bye. Thank you, Linda. Linda Gray there. Uh, the producer. Oh. oh, please. We're we're always yeah. so polite oh. with time. I don't care. We ran a little long. We are. Oh, we always yes. we always go right at, exactly at time. So we love it's the her. first. Is that art? Who whoever came on the radio? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. We yeah. ran a little long. We're <laughs> no. never rule breakers. We'll break the rules right there. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway, you know, it's so smart though of the producers to see the chemistry between those two. And, to, and and change the show based on that. That was genius. Well, that's why I love that story. And, and if we would have had a little a little more time with her, you know, she's also done a lot. You know, I got to tell you, her and Victoria uh, Principal, you know, we're living obviously in the Me Too movement, and and women really refusing to take a back seat and and be heard uh, in in entertainment. And and Linda and Victoria both did that. They both left the show. I don't know if people know this. It's not widely known. Both of them really left the show because they felt stifled. They felt stifled in the show. And uh, Linda just felt like they were just right. You know, she she revealed that Leonard Katzman, the, the longtime executive producer, it was a man's show. And he flat out admitted it. He didn't like writing for the women. Uh, he wrote for the guys. And he just basically had Sue Ellen do the same thing 
season after season after season. And Victoria Principal is Pam ran into the same problem. And uh, they both quit uh, for that reason. And when Sue Ellen, came, when, when Linda came back for the revival, she wanted to make sure that Sue Ellen wasn't a victim anymore. That she, the character wasn't just drunk falling into a pool. Yeah. That she was, and she was, she was very powerful in the revival. And, uh, you know, so the, the actresses that are, are uh, speaking up now, uh, actresses like Linda Gray started to build that bridge even back in the 80s. And I, you know, we had a, I wanted to applaud her for that. Because people don't know. People don't know yeah. that she, st- she quit. Can you imagine back then, Lex and Don? That mm. was the biggest show on television, and they walked away from it. You know, they walked away from a huge paycheck and the prestige uh, because they just weren't being written well. That's, yeah. that's yeah. you know what? It takes that's, courage. That's brave. Takes yeah. courage. So, uh, coming up on 843, you got to take a break. We'll be back after this. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment, everything Oscar Mayer Bologna. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McLean of the Boston, Massachusetts McLeans. Yes. We appreciate you being here. Get in the car. Yeah, it's Get real wicked out here. That's <laughs> <laughs> good, Don. It's a good. That's great. Oh, really That's good. perfect. Okay. Everything's wicked. <laughs> wicked. Everything's what? Wicked. Wick, wicked, really? That's what they say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I didn't know that. Everything's <laughs> wicked. What's the thing you miss most about Boston, Lex? We've, been, we've, been a, we've had an unintentional theme oh. today talking about cities and... Uh, uh, what's the thing that you miss most about living in Boston? I, liked, I loved going to Faneuil Hall and eating and shopping and then going mm-hmm. over and getting a cannoli in the North End. Ooh. Oh, guys. Mm. Oh, Championship right there. That sounds so good right now. And the pizza. Oh, Of course, I, uh, I went to Boston University and uh, right afterward, the, the year after I graduated is when they started making all of the, the wonderful uh, renovations. Oh, really? <laughs> the communication well. school. Now, we had lockers like high school kids. Now, really? Yeah. No, oh, now I took a tour the last time we went. I'm like, whoa, look at this. The radio station looks awesome. And they have a like, huge gym. They're like, hey, girl, that Thompson, that Thompson girl's gone. Let's start building. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty Sorry. much. Time to make improvements. Yeah, she's gone. She, what, what year does she graduate? <laughs> this year? Okay, let's go ahead and start building stuff. Now she's gone. We don't have to waste it on her. We'll just wait. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 8.50 is the time. Hey, I wanted to remind everybody, because I, I haven't seen a lot about it. Uh, Restaurant Week is going on uh, from our friends at Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. And you can save a lot of money on restaurants around the city. If you go to their website, you can get a full list. I will tell you about an experience I had yesterday. One of, you've heard me talk about it before. I've named it an AbFab item. It's my favorite place to get steaks in mm. the Twin Cities. It's Gianni's in Wyzetta. And we had it last night. That's where we had the lottery conversation. Because, mm. uh, you know, the million, the mega millions is up to almost nine mil, uh, $900 million. Anyway. Are you guys buying we a had, ticket? What? You guys buy I think ticket? we might. I okay. think we might. I'm not a big lottery player, but I might do it for this. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I might do it for this. But uh, so it's the fall restaurant week. And what it is, restaurants that participate, they have like a set menu. And you can basically get like $35 dinners from some really great places. For instance, uh, at Gianni's and Wyzetta, we had, I think it was a four ounce or five ounce or six. I forgot what the ounce was. Uh, filet. With uh, mashed potatoes, asparagus, 
and uh, uh, one of the, their famous spun salad and a dessert for thirty five dollars. It's Yum. a filet and a, oh, what a girl, deal. Wow. and it's so good. We do it for lunch too. Yeah, there's some lunch places as well. Yeah, but I'm looking at the list of Fire Lake uh, is participating. Copper Hen. Uh, let's see, Bloomington Chop House, Betty Dangers, Tavola, uh, mm. Salo, Prime Six, so the Lexington, <laughs> Herkimer. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, but those are some of them. MSP Mag has a full. It's a great way. Like if you want to try restaurants mm-hmm. and you don't want to spend a fortune, this is a really good way to try some of these places that are participating. So it's, it's, it's great. I always, we always try to make at least one reservation. So there we go. A little consumer tip for, for, for today. Go, go take advantage of restaurant week. And that steak, I'm telling you that I'm not a big steak eater. I'm not a big, I, you know, I'm a carnivore, but I'm not a big, but I do crave their meat, their uh, steak and their spun salad is, Fabulous, not mm. fabulous. Fabulous. They spin it right in front of the table, right there in front of you, and the shrimp and blue cheese and onions and uh, 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 sweet bell peppers, mm. and and then they just mix it all together for you. Tomatoes. Oh, it's so good. Wow. Yeah, I'm just saying. Come on. I know. Jason, I am hungry too. Me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I I'm thinking about that spun salad now, and I want to. Yeah. So Gianni's. If you just tuned in, is what I'm talking about in Wyzetta. I've been mm. there for 20 years. So. Wyzetta's, they have all of these new restaurants. It's like, it's a new foodie destination. That and St. Paul uh, by the new stadium. There's all sorts, you know, St. Dinette's there and uh, oh, yeah. uh, Birch's Lower Town is there and Bulldog. I mean, it's all, uh, Lower Town in St. Paul is really hot too. And then, of course, my neighborhood, the North Loop, that goes without saying. Oh, There's yeah. 8,000 restaurants You're there. You're like the so. mecca of new restaurants. Yeah, it is not. I mean, I will say it's a great thing living right there. We can just walk out of our door and pick five restaurants that are good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of things that are good, do we have Donna or Steve? Donna's here. Donna is here. (laughs) So uh, so we'll play this one. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Donna, is Steve here or is um, he gone? Yeah, or? he's just running about 90 minutes late. Oh, oh okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is, wow. Wow, okay. He'll be in at 1030. Okay. Okay, fabulous, yeah. fabulous. Marley, the lovely Marley McMillan's going to join me oh, nice. for oh. an hour and a half today. So that'll be fun. Oh, fun. fabulous. Yeah, you guys spent yesterday together. I know. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was like, whoa, the band is back together. Yeah. Donna, it was nice seeing you in the hallway for just a few minutes. <laughs> and uh, I you. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you have uh, coming up on your show today? Well, I think Marley is going to be really excited about a book that's being turned into a movie. Mm. I think a lot of ladies are going to be excited about this one. We're going to mm. kick off the show with that. Okay. A little bit later in the show, when Steve gets here, we're going to talk about uh, the Mega Millions, you guys. <gasps> right. Yeah. That's crazy. We're almost to a billion dollars. I know. Well, sort of. We were talking about how we we would split it. You know, like, what would we do? (gasps) Guys, should we all go in on one? On an office pool? Yeah, there's a lawsuit waiting to happen if we win. Yeah. Should we? No, let's not do it. Because we all get along now. Well, most of us do. Yeah, you're right. And then we're like tied together for life. (laughs) Who wants that? Could we just, just, you know. (laughs) What if it's just the morning show and the the app uh, right here, you guys. Yeah, yeah. How about just like the day? Yeah. But do we have to include Steve? Can it just be us? Just Donna? Just Just the girls? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. This is the girls. You're the girls. This is the girls. <laughs> I'm a girl. Okay, so, yeah, since yeah, the girls, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No guys. We'll discuss the, off the air. No Ryan, yeah. no Steve. No. Only yeah. the girls. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Donna and Steve coming up next, followed by Colleen and Bradley and Lori and Julia. If you're a kid out there listening and you're being bullied, you go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right, friends. You be you unless you're a terrible person. We love you and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash bestmusic to get Live One Plus now. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.